Hi, this is your co-host Corbin. And I'm Alan. And this is your guide for David Gordon Green's Halloween Kills. Originally, co-writer Danny McBride and David Gordon Green were going to shoot the two films back-to-back, the two films being the 2018 Halloween and then this one that we are going to review next Monday. But they decided to wait and see what the reaction would be for the 2018 film. When it was a huge success, they went into production and began shooting in September 2019. This time, McBride and Green are joined by Scott Teams with co-writing the film. And speaking of new faces, Anthony Michael Hall signed on to play Tommy Doyle, the little boy from the first movie. And believe it or not, Paul Rudd was approached to reprise his role since he played Tommy Doyle, if you'll remember, in Halloween 6. Uh, yeah. I I can't imagine, but it uh, would have been interesting. would have been very interesting to have Paul Rudd come on, especially after working with Marvel recently. Yeah, he's so famous now. And the reason he did not, he turned down reprising the role was not due to weird continuity issues and that he's moved beyond the series, but he actually had um, scheduling conflicts with Ghostbusters Afterlife, oh. which supposedly we're going to get later this year yeah. i think kyle richards does reprise her role as Lindsay, the little girl from the first film 40 years ago charles cyphers is back as sheriff bracket and nancy stevens who played the nurse marion chambers in the original halloween the original halloween 2 and then halloween h2o where she was actually killed by michael but that was scrubbed from continuity so she is able to come back for this film the film premiered at the 78th Venice Film Festival on September 8th, 2021, after being pushed back just shy of a year, 11 months and 29 days, from October 16th, 2020 to October 15th, 2021. It also, in a surprise move, premiered day and date on Pe- Peacock Premium, oh, which yeah. is NBC Universal's streaming service. So you could either do a free trial and watch this movie for free, or it's a really cheap subscription, which kind of is brings up some weird questions. Like if they were just going to release it to streaming, why didn't they release it a year ago? It mm-hmm. was kind of a last minute move. Um, we will talk about in the full review, whether we watched it on Peacock or whether we went to theaters for it. So Alan, I hate to break it to you, but the scores for this movie are pretty bad actually you know i saw the imdb score um and i watched it at one i saw it at one point and then i looked at it again not long after i saw it and it had moved and then i kind of kept watching it and kept watching the score change over the few days after i had seen the movie what are those scores corbin i'm i i know of imdb score currently but i don't know the other ones and from what you just said, it sounds like things are not looking so good. Yeah, so it's currently at IMDb. As of this recording, we are recording it just a few days after release. You are hearing this a little over a week after it has been, the movie's been out in theaters. But currently at IMDb, as of this recording, it is sitting at a straight six. So when I first saw the IMDb score, it was at like a 6.5, I think. And then I checked again, it yeah. was 6.4. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Checked again, and it kind of slowly went down. And so, yeah, today I saw it was a six point, straight 6.0, which is not looking so good. I bet it probably will cross that six line into the fives at some point if 
if it does it before we release this podcast. You, it really wouldn't surprise me since it is sitting so low to six already. Alan, what does the last film have on IMDb? Because when I recorded it three years ago, it was a 6.5. Has that dropped? Uh, 2018's Halloween is currently sitting at a 6.6. Oh, it's actually gone up since I logged it three years ago. Uh, it's gone up by 0.1, 6.6. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if it does drop into the fives, because that would be keeping consistent with pretty much the whole of the franchise. Now, as Alan said, the last film has a 6.6, really nothing to write home about. Rob Zombie's Halloween has a Mm 6.1. So, so far, audiences are considering Rob Zombie's Halloween better. Um, And then, of course, Halloween 2, the original, has a 6.5. So, not great scores. A letterbox of 2.7 which is about on par with the whole of the franchise. That's bad, I would say. not good. I think the blow that may hurt the most is the Metascore sitting at a 42. Ooh, that's bad. Believe it or not, yeah, believe it or not, this Metascore does place it below Rob Zombie's Halloween. It places it below Halloween H2O. It places it below Halloween 2 and even Halloween 3, a season of The Witch, is considered a better movie than this one so far. That's saying a lot, because Season of the Witch was by far the most out there of all the Halloween movies. It was hard you could hardly even consider it a Halloween movie um, compared to everything else. That's saying a lot. That's not looking so good. Um, what's Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I wonder if it just got beat by by Rotten Tomatoes like everything else. It did. It got a real beat down with a 39% critic approval rating. It's definitely considered rotten. And I think the shocking thing is, is the last film had a 79% certified fresh rating. Mm -hmm. Audiences and critics thought the last film was great. Last film, I should say, had a 67 meta score. Um, Yeah, critics didn't like it. This one has fallen very far, except for the Rotten Tomatoes audience rating, which is certified. People that did go see it in the theater have given it a 70% approval rating. So at least those audiences like it, which is exactly the same as the last film. Right. So of all the scores so far, the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is by far the most positive of everything else. Um, All the other scores are... mm, Basically, are saying this is not a good movie. No one's really liking it except for those Rotten Tomatoes audience members. Yeah, it is the odd one out um, with the 70%. Now, this might shock some people as well. Uh, Cinema score, people straight out of the theater gave it a B minus, dangerously close to a C plus, I would say. Yeah. And as we know with Cinema score, that's pretty low. That's not so good. That is pretty low. Also, that's the exact same score audiences gave Halloween H2O and Rob Zombie's Halloween. Hmm. So people are considering it either worse or around on par with that, I would say, those movies. So yeah, uh, pretty much all across the board with the exception of Rotten Tomatoes audience, uh, not looking too good. Not looking good at all. It's not the one thing that is kind of the silver lining out of this is the box office Mm -hmm. is telling a more positive story. So this film did double get a, I should say it has twice as much of a budget as last time around up to $20 million. So opening weekend, it grossed $49.4 million. So it made back its budget and grossed 
a $30 million profit just about. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it came out with much competition any, either either way. Um, and th- this is also a Blumhouse production. Um, was the last movie oh, yeah. Blumhouse 2? Were they both Blumhouse? It was. Yep. Okay. They are. I guess I forgot that. But I mean, Blumhouse has always been, you know, small budget making back pretty big returns, all things considered. Oh, yeah. So this is good. I mean, even though, you know, scores aren't looking so great, uh, it's already made back its budget. It's it's already made opening weekend. It did great, which is surprising. Um, So we'll see how it all kind of shakes out later on when this movie is done in the box office. My guess is it probably won't go up a whole lot more than what we get opening weekend. That's just my guess. I think you're also right. And especially since they did decide to put it out on streaming, mm-hmm. people are saying I can watch it at home essentially for free. If you signed up for a free trial, Yep, you didn't really have to go to the theater. But for the opening weekend, believe it or not, Alan, it dethroned the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die, which was number one the week prior. It dethroned it, knocked it down to number two. So Halloween Kills did open number one at the box office. No Time to Die was number two. Venom, Let There Be Carnage was three. The Addams Family, two was four. And it's kind of sad to say, but Ridley Scott's The Last Duel opened at number five. Uh Yeah, I heard that um, No Time to Die was... From the numbers that was getting in the box office was rather disappointing, apparently. Um, but still, I too. there are a number of... I guess you're right. I guess The Last Duel did also come out um, at the same time. But I honestly didn't see any marketing for that movie. I I knew it was coming out. I just didn't know it was coming out now when it... At the same time that Halloween Kills was. So, that's surprising. Um, it, you know, it knocked out James Bond from the top spot. That's a little bit surprising. Uh, Halloween rated R movie beat out a PG-13 movie that's, you know, got an established fan base behind it as well. Yeah, and I did check the scores for The Last Duel and No Time to Die. The scores are a lot better. Oh, I'm sure. So, as far as as far as far longevity goes, um, those movies seem to be doing better than Halloween Kills is doing, mm-hmm. um, especially because No Time to Die uh has like you said it it was a disappointing opening but it has it's doing okay um venom let there be carnage which i think was moved to not compete with halloween is somewhere i, I heard that i think it opened at like 90 million dollars it was crazy yeah. huge yeah venom i know it did very very well in the box office when it released yeah yeah and just comparing it real quick before we wrap up with the opening though from last time Halloween 2018 opened with $76.2 million. That's, I would say, you know, significantly higher mm-hmm. than this time. Yeah. And it grossed a quarter of a billion dollars worldwide at the box office. I doubt, especially that word of mouth has gotten out that this movie um, is rotten, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. I don't see the returns being that great, ultimately, at the box office. Yeah, I'm with you. I... We'll see what happens in the coming weeks, but I think that this opening weekend is not going to get much higher in terms of uh, the overall revenue coming in from the box office. We'll see. 
but I don't think it's going to go much higher. It, not to mention that Dune is yeah. about to come out. So, uh, yep. I'm it guessing, has no chance. I'm guessing Dune. Dune is just probably going to bury all the re- all these other movies. <laughs> no Time to Die, uh, so. Adam's Family, Venom, Halloween Kills. They're just going to get buried by, by Dune. I, I think you're exactly right. All right. Thanks for joining me, Alan. I'll see you on Monday. Sure thing. And thank you listeners for coming along with me as I've been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to Halloween Kills, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we return to Arrakis for Denis Villeneuve's Dune. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.